Welcome to Life, Death, and the Law, presented by the law firm of Deason, Garner, and Hanson, hosted by attorneys Sean Garner and Adam Hanson. Welcome to Life, Death, and the Law. I am Sean Garner in studio here with my partner, Adam Hanson, and uh, sitting across the desk from Cody Beeson and Martin Felix. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Adam just got back from Disneyland, adult-only trip. That's not true. <laughs> Okay. That's good. Just um, and everything. I took my kids, so it's not weird. Yeah. <laughs> like a normal person. But you dragged your kids along, so you'd have an excuse to go. But we're going to talk about things that we hate, because there are a lot of them, and I've just turned 45, so now I'm officially over the hill, and I can complain about things that uh, I don't like. So, number one, Harkins Couplets. That's number one on my list. I would rather they not put a lid on at all because then at least I know when I turn the cup a little bit, it's going to spill on my lap instead of having the false security of the cup blocking the fluid from going onto my lap in the middle of the movie. Are we talking about the loyalty cups? Yes. Those have been terrible for years, and I don't understand how they can't get this right. Does anybody else have Harkins movie cups spilling on their laps? Oh, yeah, all the time. But now I have it down to a science, so there's a way to hold them and what not to do with them. Well, you, but you, I still hate it. You, you keep you have them to... 100% upright. Yeah. Maybe that's it's part of a conspiracy. Like, they want you to spill it, so you do a refill. That's what my wife... My wife no. says that with everything. There's a conspiracy. The, the McDonald's straws are slightly bigger than others. There's a conspiracy. They want you to drink it faster. They really do. But, <laughs> why, why would they want you to drink your soda faster? Maybe you're on to something, but I'm... I'm having a hard time connecting the dots on this one. There's, but to her, anything that's out of the ordinary or that she doesn't see the, the exact logic, there's a conspiracy brew in right. here. You're telling me you're going to spill your, your dollar, $3 refill, whatever it is now, and not go get a new one? You know, well, you just spent 45 bucks for a movie I'm, ticket. I'm not spent spilling the entire cup, generally. It's just the, the first top quarter of it. And now I look like I've wet myself. So I I have a solution, but it's it's the frosty or the icy. You know what I mean? I do the icy <laughs> again. You know, you're the type of person that goes to Disneyland, and I don't. <laughs> you know what though? I ices are for children. All right, so they last longer than a soda. <laughs> That's my thing. And they have five times the sugar content. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on to somebody else. What do you guys hate? All right, I'll just go in. Um, I hate whenever you open up a new credit card and it doesn't prompt you to like add it to your digital wallet. Amex is really good about that, but like everywhere else, like you just have to wait for it to come into the mail. That's that's first world problems right there. And that's a oh, but not and, but the drink spilling isn't no. And that's a, legit. And a Gen Z problem. Oh my gosh, no, so, but that's that's <laughs> a double D. I like how we give no credence to what no, you guys Martin like, says. You guys <laughs> like, like the drink spilling. What's your problem? Oh, that's not a problem. Yeah, that's you're the, the problem. You're the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, next. Cody, what's your what do you hate? Well, I so I hate the fact that we have shopping cart attendants when when that person could just be in the store working, but instead they're in the shopping they're they're in the parking lot. Yeah. There's two th- there, there's a two um tier problem with that. One is you can never find anybody to help you in the store. Number two, you can never find a shopping cart in the store because they're all in the parking lot. Well, all right, this problem has been solved. Aldi has solved this problem for a quarter, and and society works better. People take their shopping carts back to the front of the store instead of leaving them in in, in the parking lot like a crazy person. 
you know so point being is we've solved this problem but unfortunately like the corporations that that sell us our goods have not moved past it they still have shopping cart attendants going out and and you know pushing the carts back in the store when it doesn't need to be that employee could be running eight check registers inside you know right they they could be showing me where the actual item that I'm looking to purchase is instead of saying, oh yeah, it's down there on aisle, you know, 113B. I'm like, can, I don't know the store like you do. Can you walk me down to that item? But no, they're either out gathering shopping carts, if they're doing that at all, or I'm carrying around three gallons of milk and juggling those trying to find aisle 113. Yeah. Yeah, get it. And, and plus, my kids, it would give them something to do. When I go shopping, instead of harassing me to buy whatever new gadget that they have out in the store, they could be harvesting shopping carts and getting quarters for it. <laughs> I, all I'm saying is every time I've been to Aldi, I've never seen carts in the parking lot. They've always been up to the store, and, and that whole quarter thing seems to work out. Yeah, instead of dinging my car yeah. or taking up the parking spot. You ever get that? You, you think you found the perfect parking spot? I guess you're about to pull in, and there's there's a shopping cart right there. You're not going to get out of your car and like move the shopping cart. You're moving on. Well, I, who says that? I huh? I do that. I get out of my car. Move the shopping cart? Absolutely. I'll turn on my hazards, put the car in park, and like move it out the way. Yeah. Oh, better person than I am. I, yeah. I've honked at people that have yeah, left I, their shopping cart in a no, space. No, that's You've really got weird. energy to burn. When you, when you get to be our age, you You're got not to, that much older than me. You got to, in the long scale of things? I'm <laughs> 45. I got to conserve. That, that's that's what I my definition of conservative is somebody who's old enough to know what energy to conserve because I don't have any to waste. Okay. All right. Next, Adam, you're up. Um, I'm gonna actually steal one from you, Sean, because you sent over a list of things that you hate, which is a very very long list. It was so easy for me though. I, I, as I was reading through it, I thought, man, this is Sean to a T. It's still growing. Well, however, I, 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 however, I don't see an, an item on here that I didn't. Agree with, agree right? with, right? Yeah. yeah. So the first one on your list hits close to home for me. It says tip, tipping at um, the tipping option on the like the screen that comes up when you're at the at the cashier itself. Yeah, you're picking up your own food. Yeah, and when you go to pay for it, now there's a tip that happened. Like I think during COVID, I don't know. That's what I remember mm-hmm. is that started to appear on the screen. It's like, wait a second, I'm confused. Did I? Am, who am I tipping here? Am I tipping myself? Because I'm the one that grabbed my food, yeah. I got my food. Am I tipping the server or the person that's right in front of me? Like I don't know who am I tipping here. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't want to tip because last thing I thought you were getting paid for standing there and Already. taking my money. Yeah, exactly. So am I tipping you for that? Can I add something to that? When I was in New York recently, there was a, a family that was arguing with the owner of the restaurant because they were uh, unhappy that they got the gratuity added to their table. Yeah. That, so here's the thing. Why do restaurants, why are they exempt from putting the actual price of their food and services on the menu? What do you mean? Do you you think you're going to go in there and if the menu says $10 for a hamburger, you're going to pay $10? Well, no, you have like your tax and everything. Okay. Even with taxes, you think that's it? Well, yeah. You don't have to pay tip. Well, you, your tip is a part of that because you still have the option to not tip, but if you have a table of six or more, that, then you're gratuity. That, that's my point. Well, if you don't tip, you're essentially stealing from that restaurant because well, the the servers, they work for less than minimum wage. They're relying on tips to bring them up past that threshold to even make minimum wage and hopefully make a, something that's worth working for. 
why don't they just put $15 for the hamburger? Because that's really what you're ending up paying for it. And then if I want to tip them because they did extra good job, I'll throw in an extra buck, right? But the legit price you should be paying for that hamburger is not on the menu. Taxes included, whatever. But I mean, at the end of the day, tipping is just like, if you truly wanted to, you could, but you're not, you're not obligated to tip. It's just kind of like that moral thing. It's like the same thing as putting your, your shopping cart away. I want away. your take on this, Cody. You, you, if you don't tip. You're a piece of garbage. You deserve a punch in the face. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, okay. in our society, in our culture, tipping is, is a part of it for some reason. And you're guilted to tip, Have right? Have you never not tipped somebody at a restaurant? Oh, a absolutely not. Restaurant. I'll, t- I'll tip like 30%. Because, exactly. But that's yeah. just because I've been in that situation. Have you ever gotten bad service at a restaurant? Absolutely. And I'll still and tip 10%. Absolutely. Yes, that's my point. It's still something more than what's printed on the menu. Why don't we get back to the point where if you go beyond what I actually expected, I'm going to give you some extra money. But I don't have to pay you extra money just because I sat at your table. I want to pay extra money because you did a little better service and was normally expected. Anyway, that's my opinion. No, 100%. And I think in our society, we, we have this you know obligation to tip when really we need to remove that and, and yeah. kind of get back to, like you said, just pay for what you see. You know, yeah. Pay for the price. You know, and, and I think that we should do a tip, like part of it at least, in advance. Like, hey, here's my tip money. It's going to sit here right on the table. <laughs> That that's what's available to you. If this cup stays full, if my food comes out hot and the order is correct, otherwise we're going to start removing it. I believe that tip stand. It's an acronym to ensure prompt service. Yes. Well, how do I ensure prompt service if they don't even know what's on the table? So I want to put my tip right there on the table. All right. Let's see how this works out for us. So it's like yours to lose type of situation? Yes. Okay. Yes. I can get down with that, yeah. All right. And then you gradually take stuff away. Yeah. <laughs> Every time they pass by, you're like, hmm? Pull a, pull a dollar a away. dollars yeah. away. Yeah. They're like, oh, oh my man. My cup's been empty for a little while there. That's awesome. Okay. Here's, I, it's my turn, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So standard measurements. The United States, I know, we like to tell the rest of the world what to do. We don't like to conform. And I'm okay with that, except for the metric system. We got to conform. The metric system, if I have a wrench that is slightly too small, right, on this bolt, and the wrench that I'm holding in my hand is a 9, I would go to a 10, right, if I wanted to get a slightly bigger wrench. But if I'm in a standard, right, machine or I'm working on on a standard engine, I've got a half inch in my hand, and i got to go slightly up. Hmm, am I going to go 9 sixteenths? Am I going to go 5 eighths bigger? It's not like 9 or 10 or 11. It's like, which fraction am I going to throw out there, which I never liked fractions in the first place. Am I going to throw out there? And plus, I'm trying to teach my kids to fetch wrenches for me. That's where this comes from. (laughs) Yes, and they're like, the what, what now? I'm like, I'm going to bring you back the 14. I'm like, that... Sounds reasonable, and I can appreciate just like you conjugate your verbs incorrectly because we have such poor, you know, so many exceptions in the English language, but it's not the 14 or the slightly bigger one. It's not, you know, something slightly bigger than one half in in your mind. It's it's now this, this weird, I actually need the 1130 seconds. And that's, that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> our, so our parents' generation, though, they're they're masters at this. 
They'll look at a bullet and they'll say, that's a three quarters. Go give me the three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And if you're around a mechanic and you can't spot that bolt and name like each fraction of increment that it goes up or down, it's like, oh, you're not a real mechanic. And it's like, honestly, I just don't like to master fractions. Yeah. That's a three quarters right there. No, that's half inch. No, that's three quarters. It's like, okay. I I was a little nervous when Sean said, you know, what's the next one from 13? And I I was trying to put it in, in the, you know, would it be three quarters? You know, which one would it be? 13 and a half. Yeah. Because at some point you you jump over there. And and, and the fact that half of them, because even if you get it made in America, it's, it's parts from around the world, global parts, right? Is what they say in the box. So you got half metric, half standard. And I don't know if I'm grabbing the wrong wrench. Or if it's just a sloppy bolt, or what's the deal? So anyway, that's that's my pet peeve. Why can't we just go metric? Anytime I see a metric measurement, I'm like, oh, this is fancy. This is from Europe. Yes, <laughs> metric is the way to go. The, you know, the rest of the world, we uh, we want to join you on this one. Uh, so Adam, you may know about this because it's out of Tucson. Do you know for a while that Tucson was like adopting kilometers? Did you guys remember <laughs> hearing about that? They have. So if you drive on I-10 and you go southbound, yeah. You get to Tucson proper, and then you take, what is that? It diverts off of I-10 and goes south to the border. My brother lives right off of that that highway, and it turns into kilometers right there. Like what? From that stretch, from I-10 to the border, it's in kilometers. Like they, So they tried this experiment to like to get America to adapt to that, and I guess it did not work. Oh, yeah. That was where they tried? Like, that was the place? Uh, hey, let's do it right here. With, there was what, like a study. I-19, it, it, it I believe it is. Of all the th- all the great things that Reagan did, there was I think it was a congressional. Um, it, a, I don't know if it had been a law or uh, some type of addendum that they put together, but we were going to adopt as a standard unit of measure metric system, and Reagan came in and said no. And so, how how far how far is a mile? Can anybody spout it off at the top? Kilometers? How far is a mile, not meters? kilometers, in, in, in feet? 5,500 feet-ish, 5,200 feet, something like that? 5,280 or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> How far is a kilometer? That's a great question. A, a thousand kilometer? meters. Oh, yeah. Um, how how far is a meter? Three feet-ish? Y- yes, it is, but in in metric. A hundred millimeters? It's a hundred centimeters. Oh, sorry. <laughs> How far is a centimeter? Isn't that the hundred millimeters? Yeah, it uh, no, that's it's, a thousand it's ten, ten millimeters. It goes by tens. So would you do the same thing with like our our temperature system too? Go to yes. Celsius. What thirty two? Yes. <laughs> wa- wa- water freezes at thirty two. That makes sense. Thirty two is a nice round number. And it boils at, I don't even know what water boils at as far as um, Fahrenheit. It's like 140, 150. Something like that, yeah. Um, In Celsius, water freezes at zero. And water boils at 100. Hmm. Is there there a contrast here that we're seeing? Is there a theme? Anyway. Yeah, that does make sense. So next, Cody, we got to take a break, but you're up. So we're going to come back with the thing you hate next. This is Life, Death, and the Law. Coming up, more thought-provoking conversations on life, death, and the law right after this. 
Hey, you, my Dave Ramsey here. If you listen to our show or know anything about us, then you know I only recommend products and services I trust and I believe in. That's why when it comes to protecting your assets and planning for your loved one's future, you've got to call my friends Sean Garner and Adam Hansen at the law firm of Deason, Garner, and Hansen. I encourage you to take the first step and attend a free, no-pressure seminar and learn all of your options. The firm of Deason, Garner, and Hansen has been educating the Yuma community for over 40 years, and this is the only area of law that they practice. Sean and Adam believe in giving free education to help people make smart decisions about their assets and help them leave a legacy for their family that they can be proud of. Schedule a free personal consultation today. Call 783-4575 or visit YumaEstatePlanning.com. You're listening to Life, Death, and the Law, presented by Deason, Garner, and Hanson, the law firm that has been voted Yuma's best six years in a row. Welcome back to Life, Death, and the Law. I'm attorney Adam Hanson. I'm with uh, Sean Garner, my partner in crime. We've got Cody Beeson running the board, and we've got our wonderful Martine in the studio today with us as well. And we're talking about things that we hate. That's a great way to start our new year because if you hate something, maybe <laughs> yeah. you can fix it. I don't know. Some, I doubt it. Some people start out with all the things they're grateful for. Uh, Martine, you talked about credit card issues that you hate. Uh, I talked about tipping at the kiosk when you're looking at the person and you're not actually being served. Sean, you talked about the metric system of measure versus the standard system of measure here in the United States. Why are we doing that? And then... And Harkins Cup Lids. That was my number one. Yeah, Harkins Cup Lids. You get two. Oh, man. Um, and now we're going to Cody. What do you hate, Cody? All right, so a little pet peeve. And again, I think all this grows from how grateful I am for our amazing life in this country. Like, life is great. I don't take it for granted, but sometimes, man, my Bluetooth is not working in my car when it was just working in my AirPods, and I refuse to move my car until I get, because back in the day, we'd have a tape, or we'd have a CD, and we'd have media on us. Now, your media is on your phone, Mm -hmm. and unless you get it connected, yeah, so it just like starts your morning off horribly, and if that's the worst part of my day, I'll take it. Yeah, that that is frustrating, though. Isn't it? You connect. You connect is so uh, horrible. I'm my, my commute is only five minutes, but I still won't move my car until that Bluetooth connects. Right? First world problems. Yeah. Well, do you ever go back to the radio? No. Uh, You're like, you know you what? Me? It's just a radio. I'm going to flip oh, it over. Only on Monday mornings at 8 o'clock. Oh, oh nice. Shameless <laughs> plug. Me too. I was going to say that. <laughs> Um, no, but why is that like the lowest standard now? It's like, oh my gosh, if well, I can't have my music, I'm not going to turn tune into FM or AM radio. Because I want to choose what to listen to. Yeah. And I don't want to hear ads. Yeah. But then you can't choose. I mean, you have so many things to choose. You're like, man, what am I going to listen to? And then you're there. No, I have my book. I always am listening to a book. Well, life is so incredible. I can go from my house where Alexa's playing whatever or Echo. I call it computer, mm-hmm. you know, Star Trek. But mm-hmm. it's playing that and then into my car and it picks up on the same song yep. right where it left off. Like, so life is good as long as that Bluetooth connects. Yes. Oh, that's seamless. That's seamless. You know? um, okay. So speaking of plugs, and we're plugging our radio show. Thank you for listening to us now. Um, we have a podcast as well, so you can listen to Life, Death, and the Law. It's at uh, all the common platforms, and uh, you can listen to past shows. You could listen to us in double speed, so that's an option. Another thing that's coming up is we have a seminar coming up um, this weekend. 
It's at the Foothills Library on the 12th at 2.30 p.m. It's a live seminar um, where there's going to be Adam Hansen in person giving advice about how to put together your assets, your affairs, so there's no court involvement when you pass away and answering questions that you may have. I won't be there. Um, I will be attending the third reception for my daughter because that's how my, I don't know, that's that's what I get to do. And she got married, so that was a good thing. And I feel like I've run a marathon and I'm sick um, because of all the stress and, and late nights. But I do, I'm proud of her and I'm happy for her, but I don't know about this third reception thing. But I will be in northern Idaho attending that. Sorry, that may that may accounted for my thing that I hate. I was going to say, is that top the list of the things yeah, you hate? Too, too many social gatherings. That is hilarious. Why three? Yeah, excellent question. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, what's oh you you just did the thing yeah. that you hated? Okay, so we're back to Martine. Um, I'm just going to have to go with this one. Boxed items in another Amazon box. Absolutely, I hate that one, especially when it's something so small yeah. in the most gigantic box. So there's, there's two issues with that, right? Well, I think one of them is for like a privacy thing. No, no, no. no. I'm saying the, the, the thing to hate about it, there's two There's two items to hate about that. Oh, yeah. It was, it's, it's a whole bunch, mainly because like it takes up so much more space, but then also like, why do I need to get that big old box? Right. So you got... The, the, the company that is telling the rest of us, Jeff Bezos, that is telling the rest of us to cut down on our carbon footprint. Meanwhile, he's putting something that's already prepackaged in a box in a larger box that'll take up more space on a plane or a truck to deliver it to you. It's going to cut down more trees. It's like, hmm, do you care more about your money or your carbon footprint, and and if it's money, then I get it, because so do I, but why are you telling me to drive an electric car while you're flying in your private jet, putting a box in a box to ship it to my house, and making billions of dollars from that? So I get that, the the hypocrisy. Plus I hate boxes laying around my house. You hate boxes laying around the office too. I do, (laughs) I do. All right, Adam, you're up. Oh man. Tire size methods of measure? Yeah. What do you think about that one? Well, every time I get new tires, I get it mastered again. And so I'm like, okay, yes, I know my tire is this. It's a, it's a 265, 75, 15. And so I get it. Here's the irony with that is it mixes metric with standard. So the, the, the 265 is in centimeters, and then the 75 is also in centimeters, but the 15 is in inches. So the 265 is how big your tire is in centimeters. It's how tall it is. The uh, 75 is how wide it is. And the 15 is the diameter of your rim. And so that's how you figure it out. Now, I have to remind myself of that every time I go buy tires, and I've got to remember those three numbers. But why can't I just say, I've got 32-inch tires and a 15-inch rim. They're about eight inches wide. If we're going to go with the stupid standard method, right? Or go with this, the, the metric and just say, okay, I've got the 
265 centimeter tall tires. But that 265, 75, 15, I do, I do a lot with tires. I got a lot of trailers. I got a lot of different vehicles and I'm switching out tires quite a bit, but that is unnecessarily complicated. I learned something new about what the tire sizes yeah, are. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's extremely helpful. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize how messed up the society was that we, we had it, you know, intertwined like that. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? Yeah. All right. Um, so tire, that, so sorry, I took over yours. <laughs> You're up again. What's the next thing you hate? Adam. Well, there's a couple here on the list that I was like, well, I've already solved that problem. So, and this is your list, Sean, but I do agree with a lot of them. But one I, I was really curious about, I want to hear why you put it on your list. Okay. Was men versus women clothing sizes. I, was also I don't understand that. Okay. So men clothing sizes make sense, right? So I'm going to say I'm a 34, 32 in my pant size. All right. And, um, and that's with a stretchy waistband. Otherwise, it might be a 36, 32. But um, so what does that mean? It means my waist is 34 inches around Mm -hmm. diameter, and my inseam is 32 inches long. And if I want a slightly shorter pant leg, I'll go to 30. You you can find a 31. That would be a perfect fit, but it's, it's like the unicorn of pants out there. So I can't find that. That makes sense to me. My wife says, hey, can you pick up a pair of pants or shorts for me? I'm like, sure. What size are you? Um, it's either a four if it's this brand or it's a six if it's this brand. And I'm like, four? What is that? Four? You're four inches around? <laughs> She's like, no, that has nothing to do with it. I'm like, well, what does it have to do with? How big I am? But what in, in terms of units of measurement? Well, that's how they measure <laughs> the clothes. Like, what what never, is a four? I've never even thought of it. What Honestly, is a four? Till you bring it up, but now you're totally right. But what if I, what if you're what if you're not a four or a six, right? What if you're something in between? Is there a five? No, there's no five. Just, Why would there be a you idiot? Why would there be a five? Well, because there's a four and a six, and I, I learned to count one to ten a little bit ago, and I thought there was a five somewhere in there. No, no five. There's four, no fives. Yeah, four, four, six. You're right. And, and a, if you get the six, plus and, and she was actually a four. Now you're sleeping in the the doghouse. Sleeping on the couch. Yeah, you're in the doghouse. It's got to be a marketing thing, right? Like the marketing department has had to have taken over sizing women's clothes. Oh yeah, and and the four now like was last year's six. Oh yeah, that's so funny. (laughs) That's true. She was like, I used to be a six, but now I'm a four because you know they changed their how they body shaming. Yeah, exactly. All right, so now that you bring that up, though. What I can't stand is why do they have buttons on the opposite side? You know, maybe I want to wear a woman's jacket, but I don't want to give it away. Like, oh man, all the buttons are on there. Adam's wearing a woman's jacket. No, it's not. Yes. The buttons are on the other side, Adam. Just say it's European. Yeah, it's European. It's European cut. (laughs) Yeah, here. Why do they do that? Like what? That was on the office. The buttons on the same side. Oh, that was Michael. He comes in with a jacket. Like, oh, even the buttons on the other side. (laughs) Oh, the office. Yeah. (laughs) I totally forgot about that. It's happened to me though before. That was brought up when I was talking about this list yesterday um, by Jaslyn. And I was like, that's too stupid. I'm not going to bring that up. That's so funny that you brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) Out of all the things, that's the thing. Nobody accidentally wears a woman's jacket. I think, and and I think think all jackets should be unisex. No, no, no. I think it's fine that it's on the opposite side. I think that women's clothes have a distinct category, although their measurements should be different. I like it that they say 
I don't want to accidentally put on a woman's jacket. I want to know. I want to know these if it things. Fits, it fits. What if it's a woman's fur coat? You got to support the old fur. Well, and that's the thing. Um, I was I was at the tractor supply last night because I'm a man, and I put on a jacket and and I go, yeah, th- this is the largest will fit. I went and grabbed another shirt and I wasn't even going to put it on. I was just going to buy it. And and Brittany's like, well, you may want to try that on. I go, why? It says it's large. I'm large. She goes, well, it may, not, it may be a woman's large. And I go, no. I'm in tractor supply. This this is going to be a, a guy's large. And so, um, yeah, I bought it. Was it a woman's large? No, it wasn't. It was a guy's. <laughs> so. And, oh, and, that and, whole and, story and, and, and nothing. Literally. <laughs> told this whole story and it, the punchline was supposed to be, it ended up being a woman's no, set, sure, set it no. up for the punchline. Right. You set of, it all up. Of course, I was right because I know a man's shirt from a woman's shirt because of the buttons on the on the wrong side or the shorter the sleeves. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, if you're buying clothes at a place called Tractor Supply, yeah, right, yeah, they yeah, you shouldn't really even, cute they shouldn't even at Tractor Supply. They shouldn't they even have changing rooms at Tractor Supply. I don't think they do. Just buy it. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were advocating for just. Change. Changing right there. Yeah, just I would. Buy it, I do. Yeah. Sometimes Dropping I do. Doors, yeah. Sometimes I do. Just try it on over, over everything. Yeah. At Target, mm. I do. We got to take a break. We'll be back. Life, death, no law. Coming up, more thought-provoking conversations on life, death, and the law right after this. Hey, you, my Dave Ramsey here. If you listen to our show or know anything about us, then you know I only recommend products and services I trust and I believe in. That's why when it comes to protecting your assets and planning for your loved one's future, you've got to call my friends Sean Garner and Adam Hansen at the law firm of Deason, Garner, and Hansen. I encourage you to take the first step and attend a free, no-pressure seminar and learn all of your options. The firm of Deason, Garner, and Hansen has been educating the Yuma community for over 40 years, and this is the only area of law that they practice. Sean and Adam believe in giving free education to help people make smart decisions about their assets and help them leave a legacy for their family that they can be proud of. Schedule a free personal consultation today. Call 783-4575 or visit yumaestateplanning.com. You're listening to Life, Death, and the Law, presented by Deason, Garner, and Hanson, the law firm that has been voted Yuma's best six years in a row. Welcome back to Life, Death, and the Law. We're talking about the things we hate, but first of all, we're going to talk about something we love, and that is educating the general public about how to get your affairs in order. We have a seminar this week. It is Friday, January 12th at 2.30 p.m. at the Foothills Library. You should RSVP. You can call our office and uh, just call Deason Garner and Hanson. Tell your smartphone to do that. I'm not going to say the number. Or go online and RSVP. And you can learn about simple steps to get your affairs in order so the court will have nothing to say or do with your individual decisions and your assets when you become incapacitated or pass away. Um, Back to the things that we hate. Christmas lights. No, I, I like Christmas lights in general. I love seeing the neighborhood lit up. I like Christmas lights being up. I don't like putting them up, but I do like them being up. Um, the thing is, when I hear Christmas lights, like right after Thanksgiving, this pit in my stomach starts to turn, and and my um, 
ulcer starts acting up a little bit. And that's because I know that when I pull that string of lights out, it's going to be tangled. And that's a given. I, I can work with that. But I'm going to plug it in, and it's going to work while I've got it on the ground. But when I've got it stapled across my roof, then I'm going to see, step back, and look at the glory, which is my house lit up for Christmas, and I'm going to see a section of light out. And it's because one bulb in there has gone out, and we have not figured this out. We've been able to decode the human genome. We've been able to land rockets again and reuse them, but we cannot figure out how to identify the single light bulb that goes out that causes the next 10 feet of your Christmas lights to go out. And that, that just, it makes me so mad. I want to take the person that engineered that or continues to perpetuate that, that defect and, and use those Christmas light strands in a way that would uh, shorten their lifespan. I have a theory that they just want you to buy more. I was going to second that, yeah. You know, like, and that could be a conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy theory. theory. You and my but, wife would get along very well. Again, they're so cheap. They they want you to just, eh, that broke, buy another one. You know, they're in small enough sections. They just want you to replace but they them. they even know how to do it in sections. I mean, they they, they can, one light goes out. Like, we're going to put out just enough lights to irritate this fellow. Ten lights. Where you can't easily hide it's it. It's like, the rest of the lights are working. Obviously, you could you could do it at two lights. You one light goes out, why don't you have three lights go out, one on either side, so you know which which bulb is out, right? Now it's obvious enough to see, but easy to diagnose. But it's not that way. It's 10 lights, and it could be any of those. Well, let me add to that. Uh, on the newer, like, Christmas lights, because we bought Christmas lights this year, they come with, like, a little package of, like, maybe two replacement bulbs. Yeah. And Just have you two. tried to replace those bulbs? It's a lot It's a lot harder than it looks, yeah. Yeah. You got to, like, unscrew it, and if you, like, put it in, you, like, you damage something, and then, like, the whole thing's gone sucks if if you can do that successfully i think you meet like half the requirements for like neurosurgery because it it is very difficult yeah they want you to just buy a new one it's part of the christmas experience you know is money to diagnose bad christmas lights yeah well i bit the bullet this year we bought permanent lights they're pretty awesome i got them on amazon they're kind of expensive, uh-huh. but... So you're never going to put up Christmas lights again because these lights are going to last forever. Wait. Yeah. We, we had a, a house in my 30-year lifespan. That's what it says on the box. <laughs> <laughs> you're bringing me into my next item. I, I know a, there was a house in our neighborhood growing up. They had permanent Christmas lights. They also had cars in the front yard. Yeah. On, uh, on bricks. That's, that's nothing new. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. these are awesome. So they you can use them for anything. So while you're not using for Christmas... So, for example, now every light is programmable. It's 250 feet of led each individual light is programmable and it's all wi-fi enabled and stuff so on my phone i've got it where it's set to sunset and sunrise so on sunset i have specific lights over the doorways and over the the windows that will light up at like 20 percent, and then they'll turn off at sunrise yeah and the life expectancy on the box is what 15 years so did it say or 30 30 years okay let me let me let you in a little secret here Yes. It's a lie. <sighs> okay. That's my other pet peeve. On, it, you didn't, did you read the list? I read the list. That's why I was laughing when I said the 30-year thing. <laughs> because why do they say that? I don't that? believe you. I don't know what where you get your information. But LEDs last for like 100 years. Okay. I've replaced. It says on the box. Because in this firm, you obviously are not in, in the department of replacing light bulbs. Well, because now that I you replace say that, LED light bulbs all the time. But that's because we and buy I haven't cheap lived, Chinese stuff. The LED light bulbs have not existed for 15 years. And I've replaced 
them two or three times and I've only been in this building five years. And I, it's like, I, I can see them just laughing all the way to the bank. They're, they're, they're putting this 15-year guaranteed lifespan on there. And the consumer, they're, like, they're, they're, they're envisioning this in their mind. I'm walking up to the aisle and I'm seeing this light bulb. 15 years, of course I'm going to buy that. Yes, it's a little bit more expensive, but for 15 years, I can't go wrong. And then when it goes out, where's that box without light bulb? Because I know it was guaranteed for 15 years. And where's the receipt? And where did I buy it from? There's nobody in their right mind that's going to keep the receipt and the box for that light bulb to take it back and say, hey, listen here, mister. I've only had this light bulb for two years. It says 15 years and it's gone out. And they're like that light bulb that's now, you know, like three generations ago and it's been upgraded three times and, and plus that brand is discontinued. Good luck. And now last 90 years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm like, why don't you just say it lasts a reasonable amount of time, about one to two years. I'd still buy it. It still uses a tenth of the energy. It still lights my room. I still get to choose it and program it. But why do you got to slap that lie on there? It's just kind of like... I mean, you bought it, though. It's an insult. I, get, I, think, I, do, I, do, I do buy it, but I, I do it begrudgingly. I think, I think it's a marketing thing. I think like the marketing team, when they start doing the math, they go, well, if somebody only uses it for two hours a day, they could get seven years, 14 years out well, of it. Well, they say 50,000 hours. Okay, yeah. I guarantee this light has... I've not used it for 50,000 hours. Yeah. Is that 50,000 hours of constant lit? If I don't turn it on and off and I lessen the lifespan by like a tenth every time I turn it off and on, because I know that could be some wear and tear on it, but there needs to be a big disclaimer on the box. If you turn this light off, it may reduce that 50,000 hours in half every time you do that. Yeah, there's certainly uh, a lot of lies in in the advertising of it. So the, the LED lie, that, that gets me, because you know I'm not going to keep the box or the receipt. I don't keep boxes or receipts for anything, but for especially for a light bulb, that's not going to happen. Next, lumber. Lumber is annoying, but this is kind of a twofold problem. You go back to the metric system. Yeah, right? yeah, so it's true. Technically, it should be in the metric system. If yeah, it should be centimeters or, or yes. Uh huh. But when I buy Meters. a two by four, when I'm doing a project and I've got all my measurements down, I've measured two inches and four inches. Yeah. And I'm ready to stick this piece of lumber in there and come to find out a two by four is not two by four. It's one and a half by three and a half. Yeah. That's very annoying. That's a half inch that I didn't account for most of the time. Yeah, and I thought, isn't that false advertising? Like, I bought a two-inch by four-inch piece of wood. Yeah, for a certain but price. But you sold me a one-inch, one-and-a-half-inch by three-and-a-half-inch. Like, right on the surface there, I've been lied to. And, yeah. and my project is suffering. And down the road, my wife is dealing with a cranky husband and my children a cranky father. But why do we have to do this? Why don't we just call it, if you want to reduce the lumber size because, I don't know, we have a lumber shortage and we need to cut down on the amount of lumber that you sell at a time, call it a three and a half by one and a half. Yeah. Call it a three by one. But everything is a half inch off, except when you get to a certain board size, I think like a one, a one by, no, one by four is even, it's um, three quarters of an inch by three and a half inches, mm -hmm. one by four is. Yeah. You never get what you pay for. And that is one of my pet peeves. If I feel like I don't get what I pay for, I'm very upset. Yeah. Except here, you get exactly what you pay for at this amazing, incredible law firm. There you go. Plug the law firm. When you come here, we quote a flat fee after we do the consultation. 
we put together an outline of what it'll take to put your affairs in order. We print that outline and give it to you. You can take it. You can take it anywhere else. You can go home and sleep on it. But when you see that put together and feel the peace of mind that comes with knowing that when life throws you a curveball, your family's affairs are going to be in order, then most likely you're going to want to develop that relationship with this firm and move forward with that estate plan. So attend our seminar or just go online and uh, schedule a free consultation so we can help you put your affairs in order. All right, next thing. So police officers. I'm not and never was. You saved the, the biggest subject. At the bottom of the list, the last minute. For, yeah, a few minutes. Like, okay. this is a big concept. So I never was a defund the police type person. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not now. I'm not saying this is where this is going. But the police, they go through a lot of rigorous training. Um, I was a probation officer at one point, and I thought about becoming a police officer and I had a friend that went through the training and you had to get pepper sprayed in the face and you had to get um, tasered and, and you had to oh, go. Sorry. I'm laughing because I'm seeing this happening to you. Yeah. And it was, it's super funny. Yeah. To me. I was like, no, I could picture that in my mind. Yeah. I, Keep going. I'm out. If, if, if I have to get an extra vaccine, I'm out. So that, that to me just ended that career path. But um, so these police officers, they go through a lot of training, right? And they're held to a very high standard. And our society relies on them in very large part. You know, when, when things go awry, we rely on them as the first responders. And by and large, they meet, they, they step up to the plate, they put themselves in harm's way, they put themselves in between us and the villain, and they keep law in order. Yet we've got them positioned on medians, right after the speed limit turns from 55 to 45 so they can go gotcha when when you when you go around the corner and you're going too fast and and they're spending their days pulling you over for these minor traffic violations and the speed trap is the worst there's one um when you're going to San Diego, right after you get past the border patrol, you're climbing the hill, you're climbing the hill the whole time, you're going slow, you're going through the checkpoint, and then you get over the top of the hill, and if you just let your car coast, it's going to be hitting like 70, 75, but the speed limit is like 65 there, and there's somebody right past that crest, and boom, they'll ding you. And they'll say, hey, you know why I pulled you over? And I'm like, well, of course. You know why. I know why. Everybody that's passing me knows why. There's a speed trap here, and I fell into it. And congratulations, our tax dollars are, are paying some highly trained individual who could be out there fighting crime or cleaning up the tent cities in L.A. to give me a speeding ticket because my car was coasting a little too fast. Why? Why do we do this? We're in a civilized civilization. I mean, I, I think if you want to give a traffic ticket to somebody, maybe a commercial driver, because if they're speeding and breaking the law, well, they're a criminal. So you're out against the truckers. No, I'm just saying, like, they, they have something to gain because they're employed, you know, to, to break the law. Where I'm just trying to get, you know, to the store. Yeah. Well, how about we use a bit of our technology and use the technology that comes with every iPad or iPhone or even um, what are those little gadgets that uh, Amazon sells for kids? Oh, like uh, fire tablets or something like that? Yeah, the, the tablets, but they're a special tablet. They're like a toy tablet. Anyway, we could use this technology to take a picture of the car 
and send a citation. Now, I know this was popular 10 years ago, and there was some big uproar about it, and I think there was a conspiracy theory about that because, I don't know, people didn't like getting caught, getting a speeding ticket, right, without actually getting pulled over by a police officer and, and waiting a half an hour while everybody's driving by them and, and seeing them being publicly shamed. But um, why don't you just take a picture of the car, send that ticket to their home. There's a due process question of whether they've been served or not, but most of those tickets get paid, and even if a fraction of them got paid, and you saw cameras up on the road on the stoplight, right, you're going to be a little bit more conscientious about your speed, about whether or not you're, that, that yellow light's going to turn red before you enter the intersection, right? You're going to be a little more conscientious about that. I, I don't run yellow lights in Tucson for that reason. Because they have the cameras. Uh-huh. And, and what, the investment is, is minuscule compared to how much it costs. Plus, we want police on the streets. We want police doing the things to serve the public. And sitting at a speed trap is not that thing. I don't think that endears the public to law enforcement when they get dinged in a speed trap. Additionally, you can um, you can uh, report a speed trap on Apple Maps. Absolutely, and all I that always do that. I'm reporting them. <laughs> yeah. So that's all the time we have for today. Hopefully, um, this has um, at least given you a little bit of solace that there are people out there that hate the things that you hate. We've got a long list of other things. Maybe we'll put it on um, our podcast in the link below. Zippers for sleeping bags, one of them. Wheels on luggage, another one. But uh, it goes on and on. This is Life, Death, and the Law. We'll talk to you next week. If you have questions or want to know more about something that was discussed today, please call the law firm of Deason, Garner, and Hanson at 928-783-4575 or visit yumaestateplanning.com. Hey, Yuma, Dave Ramsey here. If you listen to our show or know anything about us, then you know I only recommend products and services I trust and I believe in. That's why when it comes to protecting your assets and planning for your loved one's future, you've got to call my friends Sean Garner and Adam Hansen at the law firm of Deason, Garner, and Hansen. I encourage you to take the first step and attend a free, no-pressure seminar and learn all of your options. The firm of Deason, Garner, and Hansen has been educating the Yuma community for over 40 years, and this is the only area of law that they practice. Sean and Adam believe in giving free education to help people make smart decisions about their assets and help them leave a legacy for their family that they can be proud of. Schedule a free personal consultation today. Call 783-4575 or visit yumaestateplanning.com.